Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Redmen TV. It is the final word. It's Monday. Liverpool are 16 points clear at the top of the Premier League with the game in hand. Uh, we've just beaten Manchester United with 30 points ahead of them. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Um, Chris Pajak, Adam Rhodes, Steve Hall, join me for this one, gentlemen. There was no shortage of people who wanted to be on these couches today. Yeah, there's a queue of people waiting <laughs> outside. Literally, yeah. a bunch. We had to lock the door. Chris Pajak has stepped back in on a Monday, decided to sack everything else off in his life just to be back involved <laughs> on the show. Um, Chris, we we absolutely battered them. It's it's the only thing that the it was just the scoreline that that didn't necessarily reflect that. Ultimately, you, you watch it back. I watched Match the Day back, and it was just 10 minutes of Liverpool just pummeling Man United's face until inevitably we won. And it's not surprising, and it never will be surprising with this Liverpool side. I mean, they turn up, they go out each and every week, and they just dominate teams. And, and I said that on my match reaction last night, and I truly believe it. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has walked out of there with a 2-0 loss, and he's bought himself time in the job. Because that's how good Liverpool are now that a 2 0 <laughs> defeat is going to buy someone a little bit more time in the hot seat. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, Adam, it was um, it was one of those games where the only criticism of the game is that we didn't win 5 0. Yeah. And this is, they're talking about our bit. Look, and, and the people who disagree with me with, with comparing them with, to the rivalry with the, with the Ev, I don't, I don't have the same level of. Hatred towards Everton as I do towards Manchester United. It's hard to, isn't it? Because like on on issues away from football, Everton have been quite supportive and yeah. brilliant. Danny is so, it, and they're sort of like your your less talented little brother. Yeah, who you're like, yeah, I'm gonna bully you because I'm your big brother, and that's part of life, and that's why we're here. We're here to make you feel a bit shit sometimes, but we also kind of like it and just stay over there and, yeah, <laughs> and you, you stay there. Yeah. Whereas Man United are. We're brought up to hate them. Oh yeah, they're like a pedo stepdad. Yeah, literally. You know, yeah, yeah. A pedo stepdad who's been getting away with it for twenty years and <laughs> <laughs> taking all our sweets at the same time. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, but that's that's the thing for it is the the sense of genuine. Like I was never, I've never felt more relaxed going into one of these games. But at the same time, I had a real edge underneath that that I desperately wanted us to go and batter them. I am. Um... I actually felt more confident going into the game at Old Trafford earlier this season. And I think it was because it would have just annoyed me if we'd have gone this season and it was like 36-1-1 one and one 
and the one and the one were both them. Yeah. It would have just it would have done me head in forever. Yeah. And I've got a lot of Man United friends in comedy who like would never have let me live that down. And considering it was a two 0 game that could have been four, five, six, or seven. I've never enjoyed a 2-0 game that should have been more less. Mm. Because for a large period of it, I was like, they could nick this it. They could nick a point here with a, a sly little goal, a, a, a dodgy bounce, a mistake. Like we really needed that second goal for a long time. <laughs> and I was I'd have been absolutely devastated yeah. to draw a game one all with Man United with this current Liverpool team after that performance. That's where we were at though, Steve. Is and I was thinking this during the game. They were they had that spell in the last ten minutes where they were putting some decent footy together. And I say this, they were putting a bit of decent footy together, but ultimately they were they were having one. They were having they threw everything else. They were just throwing haymakers at, by, by, by that point and just try, they were trying to land the trying to land the blow, trying to land anything. You know the point that David de Gea asks to go up for the corner right at the end tells you everything about them. They were they were desperate to try and get something out of it. And the best they they really could have hoped for at that point was. A point. Yeah, I was, I was sitting watching it with my mate and my son, and I was getting dead nervous again. And I was, I was thinking, you know, if they score, we're fourteen points clear at the top of the league with the game in hand. Like, <laughs> not the end of the world, but then, but but then you can't do it because it's Man United. Yeah, you're not having it because there's no way in a million years we're not beating you today because we have been so much better. It would be an absolute travesty if you use Nick something, and that's what mm. that's what it was. In hindsight, it, again, league table, it wouldn't probably really have mattered. Again, fourteen in the game, but. Because it's them, you just got to beat them. You've got to, and especially when you're that much better than them, you've got to show them that much better. You've got to put them in their place. And to be fair, Liverpool up until in front of goal did that. We outran them. We outplayed them. We just looked like because we are we a different level. It was it was thirty points, and it was thirty points evidence on the pitch. Like I remember, you get games on field sometimes when they were well better than us, and we'd still nick the odd win. Yeah. And there were times when we go to Old Trafford and get one. But there was also times when they would just batter us, yeah. and because they were well better, and they kind of just, they, 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 I don't know, like rub your nose and like prove it. You know, here's how good we are. Yeah. We're just going to run rings around you all all game, and they've done that to us before, and that's what it's kind of what we did to them. You know, it, five nil wouldn't have flattered us, like Chris said. Two nil, they've got off. You know what? They're all right. They won't publicly admit it. I mean, Solskjaer might, but he's fucking insane. But <laughs> he might just, he'll say something about like, you know, Liverpool put their best team out, so we, we deserve credit. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those where we should have battered them. And that's, that's like, it's not a regret, it's, in a, it's a great win, but that could have been one of those If it ends 1-0, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that game with a bit of regret that yeah. we've not done more. But ultimately, Chris, Salah sticking the second one in and the timing of it and the way he does it and everything that followed. I'm not, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm sat here like offering some level of critique. I'm not arsed. I'm genuinely not really that arsed that we didn't batter them um, because we wouldn't have had, I don't think we'd have had necessarily had the same reaction if we're 4-0 up on 60 minutes. Like, Everyone's gone by 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 you yeah, know, the, the, the ground yes and no. by eighty five. Scoring late goals like that is always the best way to win a football game. It's After the, it's it, happened exactly. <laughs> it's in, enduring that up until that point is also one of the worst things in football. Yeah, That's yeah. why the release of, of of euphoria collectively is so good, isn't it? You know, it's very it's very irrigy, isn't it? In the Champions League final, and that we battered Tottenham, but because it took so long, that goal could have been scored after twenty seven minutes, and we could have won two 0 and it, and it wouldn't have meant, but the fact that we have to sift through it and then get to it, it makes that goal more special. Like that, yeah. if Salah scores a second against Man United, that's happened, that he should score. 
it's still great that everyone still celebrates, but you don't get that absolute. It's not. It's not as high. Well, yeah, yeah and, and Allison isn't doing sprints down the pitch, and the crowd don't go euphoric. So it's like, given us. It's, the point is this: it's it, what we've got out of this, and you're right. Living it was hard. Was much harder than us just basically scoring a goal every 15 minutes or whatever, which we should have done. But it gave us. It's given us a picture book moment. Yeah. It's given us that moment. I mean, look, and if that me, image will be seen for years. That photograph. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I, I just love that, like, in the build-up to this, like, there's a lot, like, the Liverpool, like, t- the official Liverpool Twitter account kept putting, like, famous Liverpool against Man United goals. And, and the, the one, the, the Rainer and Go goal, which was yeah. another last-minute goal, through on goal, put below the keeper, where the, our goalkeeper gets <laughs> to our player first, and the exact same thing happens this week. Um, yeah. This I, one means a bit, though, doesn't it? That was, like, a... Yeah, but they, they, for me, I, I'm looking at it and going, that's the best performance I've actually seen from Manchester United since the first game of the season that I've watched with my own two eyes. And that tells me that that's their cup final. And that's what it's become. Watch, by the way? Probably about eight or nine. Oh, really? Yeah, probably. Wow. I've watched more non-Liverpool football this season than for years. And I'm looking because I'm not asked because it doesn't make, it doesn't make any difference. They they used to they used to ruin me weekend when I'd watch them and they were close to us and stuff like that. Now we're so far away that I don't I don't really mind if they even win. I don't yeah, want them to do, win. It, does, but I'm it doesn't not asked. affect you. You're just like oh they've won, sat. But if they lose, you, you get like a <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> a it's, it's kind of sound this season. So for me, that's their cup final. That's what they've become. Manchester United become Everton, where they're now coming to Anfield and raising their game for no reason. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they're five yeah. points off. Give them a full title, by the way. It's thirty points behind us. We're also thirty points ahead of fifth, and it's it's just over halfway through the season, Paul. They and they've been giving and it we loads. We've got a game in hand as well. Yeah. yeah, and they've been giving it fucking loads this week in the build-up to Man United football Twitter about how the treble winning side would have beaten this Liverpool side. I'm sorry, first of all, they wouldn't. Second of all, someone put a tweet out and said that after this stage of the season, in their treble winning season, they had 41 points. Yeah. That side, that their greatest ever side had 41 fucking points. Do you know points. what, though? Do you know what I will say? Maybe they would have beat us, but they wouldn't have won the league that year No, if mm. we were in that league with them. And that's the thing. You can't, you can't lose a game. And there's no doubt that that treble winning side was a very, 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 very good Man United side. It wasn't as good over the period of the season as this Liverpool side is. This, this dog shit Man United side is seven points behind where their best ever side but, was. But Chris, this is this is where it's happened. <laughs> We've been talking about this for a few seasons now. I remember going and doing a, a show a couple a year or two ago, or a few years ago now, and it was like the best teams ever kind of thing. It was some some sponsored thing, some magazine or whatever, and I had to go and make a case. With Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV, when he was talking about the Invincibles, someone was talking about Barcelona 2008, and I had to pick a Liverpool side to make a case for, and I had to go back to 1988. And that's where they're at now, is that they know even their last title winning side isn't a patch on what we've got now. They can make, you know, it's very debatable even then going back to the ones, but a couple of ones more recently. So they're going back now. They're having to pull out their trump card. They're having to go back to two decades ago to pull out this the best ever best ever Man United team to even be able to enter into the conversation. And that's where we're at. And that's where and that's where they're at. They're now in the wilderness. It's just they're poetic, in the wilderness that we've just come out of. It's fucking amazing. And it's also like this is the club that have spent the past twenty five years calling us history FC. Mm. Saying all you talk about is what you used to be and where you were. Mm. And it's just it's just such a perfect <laughs> flip that 
it's, it's just... Because when we've left that wilderness, there was a big vacuum and it sucked Manchester United into it. Yeah. And they filled it more than comfortably. Yeah. And then well, Arsenal just sit next to them. Arsenal and United were sat on the edge, end, end of the edge of the wilderness, pointing and laughing at us. And they got caught in our jet stream <laughs> as we fucking left and got pulled in. And they're like, ha, ha, well, whoa, what? <laughs> How did we get in here? Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. like Sheffield 15... United at home. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can see Chelsea just on the edge there. All right, Spurs. Um, <laughs> no, but it's right. And I think the the, the, the big thing, somewhat the, the the iconic nature of the, the goal and the thing, Chris. It's that that feeling when that goal goes in and Salah and the shirt comes off and, and Allison slides in and does the hook and then just collectively. I love this, which is what I love about football. We've had a few of these moments more and more under Klopp each passing season where the crowd just burst into something. I remember Napoli uh, two seasons ago, the Allison chance just came. It was like it was invented collectively by like 30,000 people all just started going, Allison, ah, out of nowhere. And this, we're going to win the league thing. Everyone's kept the power dry and we've deliberately done it. We've been burned so many times. And it was, and I, I, we got a message. I was talking about this in the office. Someone messaged our Facebook group to say, like, basically, don't, don't sing that. Let that be known or whatever. Ridiculous. Um, it wasn't like a decision made by committee. It wasn't like someone went right, and here's the situation. And then mathematically, because Liverpool have got to win ten games, right? This is probably a good time to sing it. It was just an expo- It was a you had to be there kind of moment. It was fucking. Un- but this is what this side does, <laughs> you know. I've got I, my match reaction. I was singing, "We're going to win the league" and all that type of stuff. And obviously, it just come from the cop, and you feel that, and you go outside, and there's still an energy around everyone outside the grounds, which is brilliant. And then all the comments are, "You're getting too cocky," and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, I, I, I and it's like, I, I can't forget 13, 14, mate. This team has vanished. Those fucking vanquish those memories of 13, 14 to the point where we've won this league. We have won this league. We, we have battered everybody all throughout the season. Yeah. And there is no way in hell that anybody is going to be catching us this season. Yeah. And that the the confidence to say that at this stage, that shows how good this team is. It's not about us being arrogant because you're saying what every rival fan has been saying since the middle of December. Mm. And it, it's, it's been us going. We, we we can't say that yet. Every radio we, station, every opposition fan, just say it. Been trying to get Liverpool fans to say it. Say it. Say it. Say you've won the league. Is it, it your year? It's done. It's your year. Say it's your year. Say it's okay, we've won it. You're nothing. You're nothing. You fucking bastards. Arrogance. You don't win anything in January. You daft twat. What are you on about? He's been saying it for months, and it's like you say. It was. It's an emotion thing. The whole cop screamed and sweat it once. It's not like there was a fucking fella behind the goal with a whiteboard and a, a pen, like, hang on, it, it, I swear, I, now we can do it now, this, this means we can say it. It was it, it was a feeling of, right, we've just beaten Man United, and they're a fallen giant, and they are shit, and we've battered them, but this was the last game that we're looking at going, they, they but absolutely it's, Adam, love. It's a weekend, it's a weekend that's seen Fernandinho score an own goal to rob City of a win. Like that shit wasn't happening last season. It didn't happen the season before. That was the the exact opposite was happening to them. You know, they were getting those little moments were going in their favour. And now all of a sudden, we're getting them in our favour and they're going against other teams as well. That's the Which we don't even point. need them to. No, exactly, but that's the that's the point. You've got we walked into that ground knowing that had happened the day before. 
and then it's all filtering around or people are watching it in the pubs or, or whatever and seeing that then that Leicester have just lost to, to Burnley as well, haven't missed a penalty. And whether it no one's no one here can see the future. <laughs> they can't. No one on the cock can see the future. But it's just that you're right, it's an overriding sense. I keep and it keeps coming back to it. See people saying, Well, you need to keep your powder dry. You need to wait, wait until and they pick picking arbitrary dates in the future. And I saw someone picked an arbitrary date in the future, and it was after Liverpool mathematically will have could have won the league. And it's like, well, and say it before. No, it's, no, you can't sorry, sing can it I just won the exactly? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You can't sing we're gonna win the league when, when you've fucking won it. Won it. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's fucking ridiculous. And the whole point is, <laughs> we're supporters. So you're supposed to go out there and show your support for a yeah. side, and it shouldn't matter yeah. even whether Klopp, some fucking MCFC Mara's parody account gives you shit. I, I because a... if you're taking shit off of MCFC Mara's account and you genuinely think it, that's on you. I, that's uh, on you whether you feel bad or not. I, had a, there. I was doing the math after City drop points. I was like, if, if Liverpool and City win every game from now on, when we go to the Etihad, the title could be on the line. Like Liverpool win 11, City win whatever. And someone tweets me back saying like, um, you can't be doing that. We've got Man United tomorrow. Big game. Like, you know, get, get, get what was it? One step at a time. And I, I wrote back like saying, I'm not playing, mate. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sound. Yeah. And, and even after the game, Klopp even referenced, he said, like, the supporters and the people. Sing whatever the people want. can be. They that's everybody right. We're not going to do it because we've got a job to do. Lisa, we're not going to be in. We're not going to be part of that party. We'll yet. party it when when it's done, which yeah. is right. But we, can, of course, we can't. That's what, that's the, the point of being football. We don't have to, like, we don't have to keep our part. We don't have to be like, like you know, it's not going to affect us. Is it? Like, if we go in and go, oh yeah, it's won. It's like saying don't celebrate a goal because it might get shot out by VAR, or and it, it might, might be offside, or it might be fucking whatever. It might. It might, it might, but again, nobody, it wasn't a collective decision. What we didn't all, like, there wasn't 12,500 or 15,000 or whatever people in the cop didn't all ask each other at the same time and go, Shall we? Shall <laughs> we? Are we? Are we? Can we? Are you going to do it? I'll do it if you do it. We didn't all ask each other, we just did it. And, and, and you, you, you live with it. it wasn't, again, as I'm saying, it wasn't a decision made. It was just a, Spontaneous. Primal, spontaneous yeah. reaction. To also, things. I think something else is important now. We're at the stage now where if the absolute unthinkable happened and it all went wrong and we lost it, the fact that we've sung we're going to win the league would not make it hurt anymore. No. Because yeah. it's like we're all going to be at the bottom of the Mersey anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like we're, we're not going to hurt everyone. Oh, I'll never, I will never watch a game of football again. Yeah. It, yeah. Like it, it just, it, it would be too much. So <laughs> I think it's time. To get excited and start being a bit bullish about it, yeah, because... absolutely. The... But like, it's like, what? When are you supposed to celebrate these things? When are you supposed to enjoy football? Yeah, if you yeah. can't enjoy a goal and you can't enjoy a win unless you're winning the league, yeah. How how do you survive well, if you're the other nineteen teams in the like, league? Because they're not, they're never winning the league. Well, if this was they're, United 19... City, I think they'd have been singing it since yeah. mid December. Treat it in yeah. microcosm. It's only because of our pain that we haven't been. Yeah, treat it in microcosm, Chris. Pull it back to a game of football. It's like, don't celebrate a goal because they could score a goal. <laughs> don't don't like don't celebrate a win until it's won. It's horseshit. It's all well and good going to your 50th birthday, fella. But you're going to be dead 
in like 20 years. Yeah, yeah you could die <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> and how sad would that be? Yeah. Any sad, sadness of dying will overrule oh, any happiness like, of being that alive. Death. <laughs> he's fucking there. He's fucking there on the floor. You should have sang, we're going to win the league, mate. <laughs> that would have made this bearable, you prick. Oh, my God. It is, though. It is. I mean, you're right. The only reason people don't want it is because those videos still do the rounds of us singing it. We'll be there. The shirts and the yeah, we, were we were singing it after we beat City in 13, 14. And that's why. Yeah. That's why people don't want it. And I understand that. We call that being a shit. But that's house. on them. Um, <laughs> that's on them. Being a massive shit house is that. Is, is, is I, what I, that's again, going. I did that on Twitter. That did not go down well. They'll call people shit houses for. Yeah. Uh, yeah you I don't think people in the league are a shit house. Nobody likes to be told. Nobody likes to be told they're a shit house because you know why? Because the shit house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just so that message. That message we got sent was just simply stop singing. We are gonna win the league. Please get that message across. Well, message. There you go. I'll put the message across. Please stop. S- <laughs> so you, so you go into every in. seat in the cop and just telling them like. Is that what you're going to do? Settle. Settle, Settle mate. Listen, look, I've got this. T- look, it's not me. It's him. He, I, I've got a really important message. Yeah. Where you just is he, is he, is he from within the squad? Right, this is not acceptable. Just like, just put me coat down. And I walk down from fucking 203. And I walk down. I walk down to the front. And I push past the stewards. And I stand in front of David De Gea's goal. I... Lads! Lads, can I have everyone's attention, please? Shush! Stop it! Stop it! Who's asked you to say this put? Um, we, should get, we should get this put on a bike. Some shit out on Facebook has told me to get this across to you that you can't sing. Can we just put this image on a giant banner oh and have it made for God. the fucking spying cop lads to just put out before the it's game? It's making people too anxious. Can we stop this right now? Don't we have to consider everyone's anxieties. Do not Jesus. shoot the messenger. Right. Give it to George. Text George. Oh, yeah. The next, the next time it goes up. George hasn't got a smartphone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Settle down. Just, just do an Operation Anfield exercise just as it starts kicking off. Just to quiet everything. Jesus Christ. Look, look again, you can't... This is the point, right? I was was thinking about this the other day, is that in doing all this, the reason why people get anxious about it is because it it can be used as... All this stuff can be used as ammunition. You know, so like it's just... it's, It's banter ammunition, but if the worst happens, you're just giving all the Man United and the troll accounts and the... and the Paddy Powers and all the other fucking social media banter aids accounts of this world. You're just giving them ammunition potential for the, for the future. That And that's why people are, are worried about it. And that's what it is. But you, you can't live that way. And I, I, I'll, for, the best way I can describe it is I'm ready to have my heart broken again. So, no, no, no. But that's all I'll say is I, I've, got, I, I've got to be ready to love. And if you're ready to love, it means you're ready to have your heart broken again. You're ready to open yourself up to the possibility that it could it could go all fucking tittle. But I refuse to not live my life based on the fear that, as you were rightly saying, Chris, that that the fucking some fucking some teenage not <laughs> some teenage nonce who works on Paddy Power's social media account is gonna fucking take the piss in fucking June or whatever. Like, yeah, I can't I can't deny myself enjoyment in January. <laughs> For something that might never happen. Also, the league, we're normally out the league at this point. So can we just appreciate Man it for City what it is? Fans? Man City fans, I was watching the Steam Company. Love him, love Steam, good lad, good mate of mine. But I was watching him talking about next season. 
Next, in the summer, they'll buy. Next year, I'm like, yes! Jackson, we've been doing that. Fucking Jackson. Who had January? Who had January 18th in the sweepstakes before they start talking about next season? Man, oh, my God. talking about next season before the fourth round of the FA Cup. Oh, <laughs> fucking yes. Next anyway. year, I'll be high, yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, it's your year, is it? <laughs> so, so the, a, a Man City, they were only like two weeks after Everton. That's got to be a new record oh, as well. Oh, like. Fantastic. Fantastic. They're going to finish the league on like 86 points, which will have been enough to win the league. Like, but even 75% that, but that's amazing because that because we used to do all them graphics, all yeah. them fucking shit graphics and all that, and they'll be doing the like, oh, you know, That's what all the city, all city brilliant. media accounts are going to be this summer, apart from the ones that have turned on Pep because they've not got another hundred. I love, points. I love that one I saw at the weekend. If you exclude the two games we lost against Wolves, Mares is we haven't lost a game when Mares has started. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> well, why are you excluding the two games against Wolves, mate? Because you lost them. <laughs> like, it's okay, sounds. It's <laughs> devastating to the stats. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. We never lose Sunday four o'clock kickoffs when Pep's had a shave. So, <laughs> yeah, apart from the real winners. Yeah, apart from those two times that I had sex, I'm a virgin. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, it's not how it works. Um, look, the game, because <laughs> there was a game that happened uh, prior to all the moments of hysteria and joy that followed. Um, Steve, we. Um, Oxford Chamberlain got the nod. He was probably the only he was the only question mark as who was going to be the third man in midfield. I thought the midfield were absolutely brilliant. I think Ox was probably the the least standout of the today, but I thought he had a really good game. Um, we'll come on to that in a second. But Genie Van Alden was like perfect. Clarence Seedorf two point Yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, you could pull the glasses off as well. Or was it Davids who had the glasses? Davids, oh. Devastating to me, point. Can we just pretend it wasn't? <laughs> I'm sure he's only the pair of sunglasses. Yeah, there you go. At some point, Clarence Seidoff wore like Oakley's or something, would actually be fine. It's ridiculous, like how people don't get it. Like, people don't get Genie Wine album. Everybody plays them, loves him. He's in the Ballon d'Or nominees. He, he's just like, give, give the fella some respect. Like, mm. My, I actually thought Fred played quite well for United. I'll yeah. be honest, I thought he had a good game. Why not? is streets ahead of him, yeah. and he's a fifty million pound Brazilian lad who was meant to come in and save Man United, <laughs> and he couldn't lace Wijnaldum's boots. He is just outrageous. And what I love about Wijnaldum, and it's a, a phrase Chrissy Wilde used when we beat Sheffield United. He said like Liverpool got humility in that they are so good, but they still work their they, you know they work their backsides off, and they treat they treat the opposition with respect, but also not, not, there's no fear. Yeah. You know, we, we know that we're not going to stroll up and beat you. We're going to have to put a shift in. And he does it every single time. And yeah. whatever, I don't know how he practices or how he does it, but like getting the ball off him is just impossible. Yeah. And I don't know, that must just be innate because I don't think you can practice like sticking your eyes out a bit and just like shielding the ball. Like, he's he he fucking the world. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's doing. He's fucking down there like fucking that. Do you like that? I think I was more worried. I'm, I'm well. I'm very aware of how unstable that chair leg is. I mean, Tom had a big conversation about whether Chris is going to be enthusiastic you, where on did this you show. Where did the tea go the other day? What? Your tea? How did that go down? It went all over me. <laughs> yeah, the leg collapsed. It's like eight blocks over them there as well. It's not the best. Them, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You crack on with your safe and land yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's his balance is un- unbelievable. I think yeah. that's one thing that... Seven coach? Cop brought him in, mate. That's, that's a, must be that. He must be down on the, on the pier head. I but, think it, it says quite a lot about uh, Wijnaldum that I think, obviously, Fabinho's been out for a month or so. And before that, we were talking that he was the best defensive midfielder in the world. And Jordan Henderson is, you know, now a European club winning... A European Cup winning club captain who is going to lead Liverpool to their first title in 30 years. 
And I think Jeannie Wijnaldum is the first midfield on the team she's <laughs> yeah. 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 Despite both of them being... It's ridiculous. And you know what's mad? Like you, there'll be a PFA team at the end. He probably won't be in it. Yeah. And he, and he it's, it's ridiculous. He is, he is at a level where, because he is surrounded by superstars who do who have the moment... You mentioned moments before, like the Mo Salah moment. Wijnaldum had the better game than Mo Salah by far. Mm-hmm. But Mo Salah does the moment that lets him get a top off and everyone loves it. Yeah. Wijnaldum rarely gets those. He had, the, obviously, at Barcelona's the, the standout. Yeah. But we've, you've very rarely had the genie Wijnaldum moment. It's always been like, if he scores, it's like the first in a 3-0 or something. Yeah. And that's what he doesn't have, but he, I don't think he needs it. I don't think he cares. And that's what's the same. Well, he has the, Ro- he has the Roma moment, doesn't he? Away, away from Rome. The scores the yeah. goal, the basically wins it, but no one remembers it because everyone just remembers biting the fingers it off. Went a bit, it went, a bit, it went a bit mad. Like, he scores away at Tottenham, but it's like, well, it doesn't even hit the net. Yeah. It's like cleared off the line and just goes in. The ref gives it off his watch. Like, that's kind of the way Wijnaldum's at. Yeah. But you, you look at him and he just doesn't care. Him and Jordan Henderson yesterday's day, they both could have should have would have had a goal you know and if, if Wijnaldum's isn't giving offside and if David De Gea doesn't pull off one of the best saves I've ever seen there's Nigel Jordan Henderson the per- they are perfect 10 out of 10 midfield performances because yeah. there's nothing more you can possibly do to add to your game <coughs> in, in that regard and you know Julius Henderson I think he had a, he, he tailed off a little bit against Spurs last week and then he just came back again you know it's he's they, both of them they didn't they defy logic we're moving other lads to, to accommodate them. You know, we've brought in Oxlade Chamberlain, we've brought in Naby Keita, and neither of those lads, I mean, obviously they have injury issues and what have you, can have, have displaced no, no, either no, of those two lads. And, and I don't see how they possibly can if they're going to play like they, they that. Could, they couldn't have done better. Unless I, I thought Fred played well. Matic is a crab, but I actually thought he was all right. Like, mm. generally speaking, he, he puts himself about, he's a big lump in and he kind of gets stuck in. Pereira's really garbage, so don't worry about him. But we, we. But Pereira was actually interesting because he was he gave Henderson his, his only really difficult spell of the game, and that was probably the first yeah. ten minutes when they just blocked Hen- the pass off to Henderson. So you know, we, we go wide from the from the goalkeeper. Very often, it's either Trent playing it down the line to Salah, or you play it into you. You can play it into Jordan Henderson, whatever, and he. He was, was functional, but once the lads got a grip on it, once the midfield got a grip of it, they never, they never come near us. And Jordan Henderson, I was saying to Chris, there's a, there's a, a, a width to the pitch, and it covers, it can cover as far as like box to box, but more often than six, it doesn't. It's a bit more, it's a bit not, not as wide reaching as that. But if you go into that, Henderson just destroys you. He just comes in, he wins the ball off you, and he, and he, and he strides up the pitch just on. It's his zone of terror. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, we used to have a lad, we a really good mate of ours, whose zone of terror is roughly. 10 centimetres around his right foot. That, that's all it was in five aside. But Jordan Henderson's zone of terror is like a third of the football field where yeah. if you come into it, he's going to throw elbows, he's going to push it off, he's going to grab you, he's going to kick the ball and he'll do anything to win it. He, he threw an elbow in at Mata when Mata wasn't even on the pitch at one point yesterday. <laughs> that's how good he was. He'd, he'd already pushed Mata off the pitch, then threw an elbow in at him yeah. just for good measure. Yeah. I know we were sort of... That, that started as a conversation about Gina Wijnaldum and it's sort of made into Henderson, but I've got to say sort of, because on this show for the past couple of years, I've been very critical as Henderson and I, he's silenced everyone, including me, because I said this on Twitter yesterday. I think Henderson had a little bit for a few years of imposter syndrome. Yeah, I think he felt a bit like, I'm in Steven Gerrard's shoes here and I'm not the player he was and I don't really belong as the captain of this football club. And I think winning that European Cup has just blown that off him. And the, he was really good last season and he's been phenomenal this season. 
And I think having players around them like Wijnaldum are stepping up. And then I think he, I think he's still better as an eight. He's filled in in the six. Yeah. But I think from working with Fabinho, that will have improved them in that position as well. And I just like it, it's now at a point where if Henderson's not on the team sheet, you're a bit like. Well, we oh, said this. I'm going to respectfully disagree. I think that's a fan view rather than Jordan Henderson's view. I don't think he's ever really felt like that for a long time, to be honest with you. I think, you know, when you see the back end of 13, 14 and what he meant to this side then, I think he knew then that he, he was good enough. Not good enough to be Stephen Gerrard, but good enough to lead a Liverpool side. And I think over the course of the last few years, it's, 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 it's a marked improvement, of course. But I really do think we still view him as the captain who took over from Steven Gerrard, yeah. whereas I think he proved himself probably, to, the t- to his what? teammates and to the manager at least two or three years I don't, ago. I, think, I, I don't get, think you're I think wrong. He did prove I, himself to his teammate and his manager, but I, I, I think there was something within him because there's a, there's a level up this season. No, there's, I, also, I, and I, there's also, there's also uh, you know, Klopp makes players better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, and Jordan is now 29, so he's had his, his peak years are last season, this season, probably next year. 27 to 30, I always think the midfielders tend to be at their absolute best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you get the exception, Wildies, who were Steven Gerrard, who were brilliant from 20 or whatever. But hey, Henderson coming to us, and if you look at the pitches now, he was just a kid. Yeah. He was a young kid, and it probably was a move too early for him that stage. He probably could have done with the Sunderland to West Ham to Liverpool, you know what I mean? Rather than the big step. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of learned the hard way, and he's been through some tough yeah. times. He tries to, you know, the manager tries to sell him, he tries to get rid of him, and all that. At this moment in time, if we decide on midfield in the summer, like a lot, a lot of people said, you know, we could probably phase Henderson out. It's great what he's done. If we decide something in the summer and brought him in and he'd have played like this, we'd have all been like, well, that 75 million quid was worth it. He's, and I think you mentioned before, well, you know, the Caters and the Fabinos and the Chamberlains, not only deciding them, obviously improve your squad, it, it pushes everyone else up. Yeah. Mm. Henderson wants to play a game, he knows. Fabinho's back training now. If I want to keep stay on this pitch, yeah. I need to play better. It shouldn't be underestimated though, because I think I think what in where you write is what the European Cup does to everyone. Is that because oh, yeah. it, it, it does it done to Klopp? Klopp's not daft. He, he was aware of that, like the the curse that he was carrying. He he, he knew it. He's a, he, Klopp is a dead superstitious fella. All people involved with footy are they just are, and so he, he you know that that's it's freed him up. You know what I mean? He, it's it's mad it's mad the difference it's made in, in him and that there's confidence that goes out everyone because all of a sudden you've got this massive big trophy that you can just shove in anyone's face and throats and you just get you get you all those Liverpool legends who you meet and you bump into on a daily basis who maybe they've got a little bit of a you know the 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 the, the nice to you but you know they just have they just carry an air above you or whatever. It'd be, it's well, amazing. It, I, bet, that level I bet of you those type of get. conversations would always be really good, really nice. But now I reckon those those players, rushes and all that, would probably go. I'd love to have played for you. Yeah. And and just just the European Cups probably done that. They're probably all walking and going. I'd love to play in one of your sides, mate. Yeah. And that must give him a, a yeah, boost absolutely. as well. Like. Yeah, I think I said so. it on Carragher's podcast, didn't he? Yeah. He's like he now regrets going to LA Galaxy because he could have got six months under Jurgen Klopp yeah. and just just being able to work and play with him, like. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's true, isn't it? It's um, yeah, but I, I think that's I think that's true of Endo, Endo and Genie. They've got that competitive spirit. They're both nice lads, but they're also not prepared to go down without a fight. And that epitomizes absolutely everything that we're that we're so trying to do. Selfless as well. Yeah. They know for a fact that they know the score. They are well. They're there to run run their asses off to get the ball to Trent and Robertson to get an assist or to get the ball to the front three and score. Yeah. And to do that week in week out, knowing. That you, that, that my, my job is basically, I'm, you know, it's, it's a water carrier. Yeah, it's the, it's the old, yeah. you know, fellas to carry the piano a few to play it. Yeah. And they know they're the piano carriers, and they've got no problem but with it. But the thing about that game, the game yesterday, the performance, when Alden gets in, as again, as yeah. a goal disallowed, Jordan Henderson has the shot, he has a moment where he powers into the box and it just doesn't quite bobble right for him. And he has another couple of moments when he's powering down the wing. And that's. That's not the they're the actions of, a, of of fellas who are absolutely in the prime and yeah. the prime of their career. They back themselves, and you're right. Maybe the, and I think the imposter syndrome. I don't think I don't think is incorrect. I I don't think it's as pronounced as I think we make it more pronounced because I think there's a there was a watershed moment when he let into the European Cup, whatever, and just went. You know what? Fair play, Hendo. <laughs> you know we kind of yeah, let yeah. we kind of let all that past go with it. But there is definitely. You can see it in them, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's who, who he's learned of in, in some regards. The Fabinho thing. Jordan Henderson became our number six. Who were the number sixes at the club prior to him? Stephen Gerrard, he was never a number six. You know, I got, did half a season in 13, 14, in it, and was all right in, in that. You know, I had a bit of a renaissance. Lucas Lever, who was a box-to-box midfielder, converted to be it, ended up at centre-half sometimes. He was never a world-class DM. Now we've got a world class DM in, and Jordan Anderson gets to go. Oh right, okay. That's what you meant. That's what it's meant to look like. Okay. I can do. Yeah, I can do a bit of that. Why didn't you just say that, Jürgen? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> be like Fabinho. Um, Virgil Van Dijk, Adam is absolute perfection. Um, I haven't. We haven't really given him a lot of a lot of love in recent weeks because it feels a bit superfluous. Like we don't need to give Virgil Van Dijk love because he's so good and everyone knows it. But. Um, I'll be bangs the header in. I think he's a little lucky to get the, for the goal to ultimately be disallowed. I don't think he goes into it, you know, to, to, to deliberately foul David Haya. Every he was an absolute magnet for the ball. Every ball they played in, whether it was on the floor, whether it was in the air, it just went to him and he dealt with everything. Um, yeah, just before I answer that question, I just want to say I love that. Like we're so good at footy and we've enjoyed this game so much that we must have been talking for nigh on an hour now and we are a third of the way through this agenda. <laughs> which is a pretty short agenda to be fair by standards. Like, yeah. It's mostly adverts which we've not even done yet. Yeah, so yeah, you've yeah. got that to come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, absolute bullshit calling. It was not a foul. David De Gea just shits himself, drops the ball. And also, what no one seems to have mentioned is it falls to their defender and we win it back yeah. after he's dropped the ball. And I'm not even sure whether it's, it's 
eligible to be disallowed because of that because it's a it's a different phase of play. They've had the ball back. Yeah. So, yeah, nonsense for me. He he gets what was quite an embarrassingly easy goal from the corner. Like a very simple run. He's being marked by some twelve year old kid who doesn't know how to mark the best centre back the game has ever seen. <laughs> um, so, and then at the back he's just flawless for the whole game. Um, I don't really know what else to say. Like no it's, when someone's as good as him, it's hard to compliment him because it just gets boring to say the same no, thing. No, no, it's time. true. Right? Paul, you mentioned that he's the greatest that's ever done it, and people sometimes say it's like a throwaway, or you can't say that because he hasn't done it. Like he is, I promise you, he is the best defender I've ever seen. Like I've been watching footy for oh, 15, 16, whatever years, and no one comes, no one's as good as him. And I, and listen, I, the Terry's and the Vidages and the Ferdinands and, and absolute. You know, your, your Nestors and kind of I've seen them all, yeah. and they're all absolutely brilliant, and he is better than every single one of them. There's n- he has got no faults in his game. He does nothing wrong. Like he just does. He's got not no weakness. He's like a cheap even his one weakness, which is that really annoying sliced volley clearance that he does once every two games, has led to like three goals that and- we've scored. The fact he can't shoot from the edge of the box, but somehow we still end up getting goals off it. it it's, He's like you make a character on a computer game where you've got where you're allowed to put everything to ninety nine. Yeah, yes. He is absolutely, really, really, really is like that. It's 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 ridiculous. He is so good. The goal, I mean, it's nonsense from my United. It's absolutely ridiculous for that kid. I mean, poor lad. He's got no chance. And like, I, I get that they're zonal, and you should. I get you should block Van Dijk off. I mean, that kid's got no chance. Whoever whoever their biggest strongest player is should be on him. Matic or someone. I was talking to him, um, Ross, about this this morning. And I, I just think that's good coaching by us, to be honest with you. Because if yeah. they are zonal, you know where Man United's players line up. Yeah. Yeah. And you just go and attack the zone where the young kid is. You could put Harry Maguire there and they'd still go and attack the zone yeah. with, it the, with the young with kid. T- it used to happen yeah. with, with Tim Cahill. Tim Cahill just find himself in that gap when we were zonal. And I, I remember one time, Liverpool finally cottoned onto it. And I think we, we were zonal, but we man-marked him with their couch. And you said, just, just get in his way. Yeah. But Steve, even if they man-mark him, right, Maguire's not getting his head off the turf. It's too heavy. So who's stopping him? <laughs> he, yeah, well, he's, he's, gravity yeah, is he's, gravity uh, is so, fighting no, against Generally, yeah. you put Maguire up against Van Dijk, who's better in the air? No, but you, you, I think you can... So least, what? So, so You can't beat... Yeah. I, I don't think you can ever stop. If the ball's perfect on the header, right, he, he, yeah. he is unstoppable. You've got to do something to disrupt him. You've got to block him off or knock him or... or Make it so that he can't just go, oh, there's the ball, head. You've got to get a foul on him that isn't going to be given as a foul. Gomez does well as well, because Gomez kind of blocks, he blocks off, doesn't he? It is a well-worked goal, like you said. He, he, again, it, I, I, it does my head sometimes in the pool, like the short corners and stuff, and I get it. I, I always go to the near post flick-ons, and we have scored off it. I've still got the theory that if you've got 10 corners and every single one of them goes towards Van Dijk, he will score a goal. Yeah. And it's just law of averages that it's impossible to stop him. Yeah. And I just I just, just keep doing it. Just every time he is, he is like, it's outrageous how good he is. Like, I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. He is like, he's the he's the Leo Messi level of defenders where it's impossible to be better. Like, yeah. There's nothing he could do that would make him better. The, 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 he does improve when his song's getting sung, though. <laughs> like I, I genuinely believe that he takes it to, rather than 99 for everything he goes to 100 yeah. when his songs go because he sing that song and he knocks that ball to Salah and you're like oh my god he fucking he's, he's, he's feeding off this yeah. we're making him a better player here that's my theory on it yeah, yeah. 100% right I don't think there's his any song evidence is like the, you, can't, you can't disprove it his song yeah. is like the star on Mario yeah a very mobile Empire State Building playing Central Arc. it's just incredible just like, edging like, the and, and Harry Maguire 
with all due respect, well, in fact, no, with no respect, he doesn't deserve any. He does. He, he can't lace his boots. Yeah. He, he, I was looking at him, and, I, and and no, I, I think Williams laces Maguire's boots for him before the game. Because if he has to lean over his head, he'll, he'll pitch over. Won't he? <laughs> the um, no, I lo- I looked at them and I looked at Mag- I looked at Maguire, and he's fine, isn't he? Yeah, he's but fine. like, the, but you look at the levels of them playing off in the back, and they're all creaming the kecks over that kid they had, uh, you know, at left back, and he's sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but like, like this, this Brandon Williams lad, he's clearly all right, isn't he? But you see moments in that game when the, when the chips are down and he was, he's panicking because he, cause he's a kid. And they're being led from the back by Maguire and that's the difference is in those situations, you turn to your big players. You've been made the captain. You turn to your big players to get your out and we're, we're turning to Virgil van Dijk and just looking at him just makes you feel calm. They're big you know, players they should have Sean, it. he's just big no, like me. You know, how, like, <laughs> you know how on aeroplanes, like, the, the, the airbags drop down from the ceiling, they should just drop pictures of Virgil van Dijk down, and everyone oh. just be like, oh, this is sad, isn't it? <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Dead. But, you know, at least you go out peacefully. Um, that's the difference in what, what they've got. Maguire is fine, and as far as centre-halves go, and as far as English centre-halves go, he's, he is good, isn't he? You know, he, he's, he's good in the air. He's a £25 he's million right. pound player. Yeah. That, that's what Maguire is like. If if United had signed him for twenty odd million in the summer, you'd go good bit of business. That you know what he's not perfect. You're not, you're not comparing him with the, like the the best defenders in the league, but he's doing a job and like he he's got flaws in his game and he's not that quick. And it it's because they paid so much that we're comparing him to Van Dijk, who I'm pretty sure could literally do anything. I think he could win Wimbledon this year if he wanted to. <laughs> He'd be a big save, volley, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like. The comparison is because of the money that was but, paid, but there's actually but it's, there's but like Maguire, sorry, apart. Maguire is one of those centres who goes into a good back four and looks good. Yeah, that's what Dejan Lovren does. Yeah. Dejan Lovren goes into a good back four and looks good. So does Joel Matip. Van Dijk goes into a bad back four and makes everyone great. Yeah, I, and that's the difference. That's the thing that money can't buy. That's the, that's, a, that's for, just ridiculous. I was amazed, like when they go every single time, and it, it's obviously not luck. Because the, the plan is obviously avoid Van Dyke with your crosses and your balls and stuff, whatever. You mentioned he's a magnet. He's just in the perfect position every time. Near post, cut it off sound. I'll turn around and just shout at someone. Or big ball into the box, big header away, big booming header, everything. Even, you know, they, they're throwing the kitchen sink. They throw high Maguire up front and Van Dyke just heads it away. It's absolutely fine. The, he is, he's on he's I look at their team and, and that's just. There's nothing wrong with De Gea is a good goalkeeper. Maguire's a good centre-half. Wan-Bissaka's a good right-back. Right. Lindelof's all right. When he's on, off his arse, wan yeah. yeah, well, exactly. And this is the point I'm kind of getting to. Is that we Three times. In, in the context of your own football club, which is the one you watch the most, they must be looking at that and going, well, wan because they love wan and they love the fact that he tackles. If you're slight... He slide tackles because he knows he's good at it. But it's a sign. Exactly, it's a sign for me. But there's genuinely times in the game where I think he lets someone have a yard on him, so he can, so he can, so he can slide in. It happened a couple of times. You, it's a sign of weakness. If you're sli- it's like it's like having a, sh- a pot shot from distance when you're a defensive midfielder. More often, you know what I mean. Like, it's a sign you've run out of ideas. If you're going to ground, it's because you fuck something up. You're out of position. You're making something last ditch. Now, now there's exceptions to that. Obviously, but by, he that's the levels what we're at right now. You can see him crossing the halfway line, hasn't got a fucking clue, hasn't got a clue. You can see when they're, they're back five being pressed and they're starting to, they're starting to panic and they're going back to the head and he doesn't know, he doesn't know what to do with it. They're all fine, and this just must be what it was like when they had 
Stam at the back and you know and all these all these um, and Ferdinand the bench and they were looking at us and we had some really good lads. No idea. But we we just what, we, what we've screen. got is we've got a modern day fullback version two point because I think the fullback has changed from the nineties and stuff. And what they've got is a young Nathaniel Klein. Yeah. And I'd say that with actually the greatest of respect because he is a good fullback on Basaka, yeah. but he's he's not. He's not a, a revelation. He's not a different maker in any way, shape, or form. He's, he's not, not moving. The the yeah, he's not moving the position on in any way, shape, or form. He's just a good, solid fullback. You, you find it like who's got I, as many assists as Allison? He has. Yeah, I found it intriguing that he You've that, both got more than Jesse Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, that was the channel that we targeted because you, you look at it on paper and you think we're going to target the team's weakness. You would go at the kid at left back and Luke Shaw playing left centre half. I mean, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Just nonsense. You'd think that that's what you'd go for. But Liverpool targeted the Wan-Bissaka and there were times, literally, he was spinning in circles. Yeah. He was like a cat chasing his tail. He had no idea. He was getting ran from pillar to post. And it was, we had Mane, um, Robertson, and then it was Wijnaldum or Henderson or Firmino dropping in. And he was just, he didn't have a clue. He was on, he was falling over. Well, the, the amount of from, times the 1-2 did him. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, a good 1-2 will always win. But, he didn't seem to be onto it every single time. He'd be four yards back, not one. Firmino sits him down, doesn't he, in the, in, yeah. in the second half. And that's the thing for me. And I, I was asked this because I had the, this, this Jeffrey Paddock lads in. And they were like, oh, you worried Wan-Bissaka, best tackle in the league, going up against me. How's Manny going to handle him? I was like, Manny will love it, mate. He'll have to love having a lad who dives in like that because you know what he's going to do. You know, you're just like dangling. It's like having a new kitten. And you just have that piece of fluff on a string and you're like... Uh, where you dickhead? You know what I mean? Like whip it away, and they go flying out, flying after it. That's 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 what he's like. You know what he you know what he's gonna do, and that's just again. This is the point: is that they're all they're all all right. Aren't they? Levels of football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they're all they're, they're a very uh, well, they're a half decent Europa League team because that's kind of what they are. Yeah, and we're the champions of Europe. Yeah, Could be, that's what we are. The um, all that being said, because you you mentioned it about the, the, their overall performance, they. They gave it a good go. The last 10 minutes, it was probably more nervy than it, would, than it needed to be. I think, I don't think the Lallana sub, and whether it's coincidental timing of that, you know, them really, them really going for it or what, from my perspective, because inevitably I only ever really watch the lads in bed. <laughs> I, I, I tend to, they just, there's just shapes in the way of what our lads are trying to do. We didn't, we lost a little bit of control, it felt, when Lallana came on the pitch. And it's mad because Ox was looking really strong. It was, it was that, when we were really on top, there was a couple of times when they went to break out and he just, Bullied people <laughs> off the ball and whatever. I mean, you could see how angry and frustrated he was coming off. But whether what was the coincidence or no, no, I think you know I said this actually after Spurs. I think the plan was to take Ox off again, and you know it proves to me how much confidence the Klopp has got in his side that at one nil against Tottenham and one nil <laughs> against Manchester United, he's going to do the sub that's right for Alex Oxley Chamberlain and right for him until the end of the season. Now I do think that they started to push players further up. I actually. I, I tend to agree with um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, weirdly. I thought they did have a 25-minute spell where they were really good and maybe half an hour. The difference was they didn't create opportunities for all of that half an hour. We created opportunities when they were attacking You've got us. the one with Martial They had, ten, in, they had 10 minutes at the end before <laughs> yeah. we scored where they, where they actually crafted anything. And even when the crafting stuff, and, and this might have happened slightly earlier, uh, the Martial one where he blazes over the bar, that is a consequence of Allison being very good. We had it for years against the Hair, and you've mentioned it over the over the last couple of years, where every striker needs to think thinks they need to hit the top corner because the keeper's so good. That's what we always used to do against Hair. Hair's lost that fear factor now, by yeah. the way, that you can just hit it through his legs yeah. and it's sound and you're going to score a la Salah. But 
with Martial, he's six foot, he's six foot in front of the goal, and he's blazing it at the top bin instead yeah. of just well, it's tired. it's that, but also I think we, I think we did this on the show last week. Is that you've managed? You're finally in. You're finally into the box. This is it. Oh my god! I finally had this opportunity. I've got to take this opportunity because if I don't take this opportunity, I've wasted seventy-five minutes for me one chance, and then it's gone because it's t- that that all happens in the space of a think, you know a fraction. Uh, you know, we're saying like the reason I think getting the that time is because it's still one 0 and we we were very very wasteful. No Salah's misses, yeah. it's horrendous. I, I agree with you on the goal by the way on the, the Van Dijk, uh, Firmino goal is that there's no point having VAR anymore. You might as well get rid of that. A eh? it's it's now VR. Yeah. he's the ref. Because he, he's decided that is a clear and obvious. The ref has made a, a, a bad, bad error and it's a clear mistake. So, so he's not, it's not VAR, it's VR. Yeah. You don't need the ref on the pitch because that's, that's nonsense. It, it was, I, you know, if we're getting told clear and obvious, then there's no way it is. If the ref gives a foul, I don't think VAR should overrule it. Mm-hmm. But flip side, he hasn't given a foul, so I don't see why you would need to. The ref's standing there, he's seen it. And that's the problem with it is that at the minute now it just looks like, well, you don't need. You don't really need the guy on the on the pitch. Just needs to kick off and toss a coin or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He doesn't need to do anything. And it was a shame. Really. Occasionally get his head pecked by Jordan Henderson yeah, over ninety it, minutes. It, it, and and it's a shame and... because you know for me, you know, needs. I think he needs a home goal. I think yeah. he, listen, ultimately he doesn't because where we are is stuff. But it would do him the well. He looked so happy and so. What a finish as well. Yeah, and it's a worldly goal. Yeah, it, it's the composure that Martial doesn't show. So that's the, that's the key. Is that we get to the point where it's a bit nervy and United have a chance, but it's. I think we get again we get done by a ref and I, to be honest, again after the fact like you mentioned before, I'm actually quite glad we got diddled by VAR a bit because there's another, another narrative gone. Yeah. You're, oh, you're only talking to VAR. Have, I must admit, right? I thought I genuinely thought in the ground that it was a foul. I I, I really thought it was a foul yeah. because they're always given us fouls. <laughs> exactly. Them, exactly yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until I watched the highlights back that I was like. That's not as cut and dry as all that. I don't think he. I think he makes a genuine attempt at the ball. I think it's up to the hair to be stronger and to come out and get the ball. And Van Dijk does sound the the the, the why I think they've they've overturned it and made it as easy is because three players stop around it. Yeah. And I think I think that's probably gone what to a the vid- that sets, though. I, but mm. they shouldn't they shouldn't. But I think that makes the VAR sure. ref his job much easier because he goes they all stop there. I, I actually disagree. I think to be honest. If the ref had given us a foul, I, I'm so certain this isn't a foul that I think VAR should overturn it. Yeah. And I think VAR doesn't overturn it just because I think as Chris and I, I watched it in the game. I was I was surprised the play continued because they are just giving us fouls on the goalkeeper, and that's the point. We had a little talk about this after the game. The referee that the referee lets it go tells you that it's fine because referees always give that, and I know it's this notion of they're being told to let the play run or whatever. But not in them situations. They just give free. If it's a foul, it's a foul. They just they, especially they, because United get the ball, he could just blow his whistle. Exactly. And you know what I mean? Or play advantage or, or whatever. It, it doesn't. I don't think he's not playing advantage. No. He's just not giving as a. He's just not giving as a foul. It's yeah. It's it's making. I'm glad. It, I'm glad How it doesn't matter. How can Van Dijk go for that ball any further? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not. I think. I don't think there's a, a conception like you know it has to be deliberate. Or has to be, you can foul from accident. You can jump into a goalie yeah. and, and it be a foul. But he doesn't. I know. Yeah, he, he does. And he, he kind of touches his arm, and he kind of does. But that's what I'm saying. Is that there's no margin for error now? Is that so? Is the foul that Van Dyke is jumping in the space that David de Gea would no, ideally like to be? I think. He, in? I, I think. <laughs> yes. yes. I think it, Van Dyke yeah. knows what he's doing. I think he is trying to impede him. And they say, you know, VAR said Van Dyke isn't going for the ball. Well, that's nonsense. He, he tries to edit it. 
I think it's one of those where there's no, there has to be, again, in, in other sports, NFL, they have, you know, inconclusive, the call stands. We'll keep it as it is, we're not changing it. In cricket, they have umpire's call. We're not too sure, so we'll stick with the ref. Yeah. There's, it's not VAR, it's VR. Here's the ref. Yeah. He has made that guy that is a tierney has overruled a decision that isn't it isn't it isn't clear and obvious. But you, but, but to be fair, up until that point, we were seeing nothing overturned. You know, for the vast majority of the season. Well, that's the yeah. thing is that all of a sudden it, it, against Everton, the Hay got his head clocked and and it was a goal. And he and that wasn't a foul either. And, and Calvert Lewin <laughs> just smashed him in the face and he and he said no foul. I wonder if it's a consequence of like it's evolving and I understand it's a, it's a it's a process. It's just, it's it shouldn't be underestimated that Craig Porson's another terrible referee. And Tierney on the, on the VAR. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, there we go. And look, there's loads of little moments from the game, but I think the takeaway from this is that Liverpool are fucking amazing and they're going to win the league. Everyone in agreement? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, we've mentioned they do the results of the weekend. City drawing with Palace, thanks to a wonderful Fernandinho own goal. Uh, Burnley taking the win against Leicester. The lads on the Around the League show are going to be covering more on that on the RedmenTV.com. Make sure you head over there and sign up. It's completely free for the first month. You're going to get that show every single week. You're going to get all the exclusive interviews we've done with some of the Liverpool's best and brightest from the past, the present, and the future as well. Uh, and a whole host of other shows to keep you entertained throughout this incredible run from the mighty Reds, the RedmenTV.com. Get involved. Um, gents, thank you very much. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. Really it's every week. Pleasure. I'm running I'm running out of ways to say how good this all is. Virgil van Dijk good. It's Virgil good. Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool Football Club are currently as good as Virgil van Dijk is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that is how good our life is in general. Um, thank you very much for watching, for listening, uh, for liking, for sharing, and for subscribing. And we'll see you all very soon. <laughs>